Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio. If holiday bills are rolling in, Tops has the best deals in town to help you stretch your food budget. This week, save an extra $5 with these deals. Prego pasta sauce is only $1.69 or Pop-Tarts are just $1.99 when you mix or match five items from these or other great brands like Campbell's Soup, Coke, Pepsi, and even original pizza logs. Stop by and see the Topps Butchers for more savings. Fresh boneless skinless chicken breasts are only $1.99 a pound and fresh ground beef is only $2.88 a pound with Super Coupon. Stock up and save big with Topps. It's all football, all day, every Monday. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nick Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you. Corey, have you been keeping up with the Lamar Jackson situation? I just... I don't know how to read it. And now Ian Rappaport this morning is saying that the, you know, the Ravens plan on trying to re-sign him. They've been the trying to over. re-sign him since the 90s? Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. I, I think we're pushing the 80s. I think when they were Baltimore Colts, they were still trying. That's right. But I don't believe them. I really <laughs> I don't. I, like, I, I, I'm probably wrong. I get it. But like everything they say, I'm like... Yeah, sure, boss. Okay. Yeah. I bet. That's right. I bet that's what you're going to say. Correct. Of course. But I just... I don't, I don't believe them. And a part of me... I think a part of me really what it is is... I want to see him get traded. You know who I've never heard from once? Hmm. Lamar Jackson's mother. That's correct. She's supposed to be the agent, his agent. Right? Effectively right. his agent. And you know what? Very smart woman. Absolutely. She has done, I, I think she's done a great job. And she, she, She's going to get him a guaranteed contract. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing great. He's, he, he's, he's going to get the, paid a lot yeah, of money. He looked at the awful Deshaun Watson contract and went, but that's going to be mine now. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, it's going to be great. On the West Her Hotline, enjoying the show now, we have Connor Rogers of... Jets pre and post game of SNY TV and fantasy football happy hour with NBC Sports. Connor, man, thanks for coming on. No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me, dude. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We got Super Wild Card Weekend, which I can't wait till we retire the super part of that because it just feels kind of weird. But I don't know. For me, a little bit, the vibes are, are, are they a little off for this Wild Card Weekend? Or where are you at with the Wild Cards? Man, when you got spreads in the double digits, as you guys know very well, with Miami coming to town, when you got you know a high spread reaching double digits with the Niners and Seahawks, yeah, it's, and, and of course, a lot of this playoffs is going to be highlighted by star quarterbacks, and as you guys opened with there, one of these star quarterbacks is not playing for the Ravens, and they've been down to their second and third string for the better part of the second half of the season. So I, I think that's the problem is, outside of, the Giants and Vikings and Bucks and Cowboys, I haven't seen anybody leaning with an underdog for these games. So I think when it comes down to that, that's why it's a little bit odd. But 
hey, this is how it goes when you expand playoffs. There's going to be teams there that either limped in or I don't want to say didn't belong, but needed a couple of things to go their way to get in. And then you have the other big dogs in the playoffs that aren't even just number one seeds, but some two and three seeds that everybody believes in as well. So I think the the total disparity between talent is kind of why this opening round feels a little strange. You mentioned the, a few of like the underdogs. Like there, there really isn't a lot of people that are actually picking any. Do you even see a potential Cinderella in this run? I mean, like we'll, we'll get to the whole seven seed debacle and, and what that's been the last two years. But do you see any Cinderellas even in this playoff? Man, if you really want to get nitty gritty and and try to find one, right? I think, I mean, I can't sit here and call the Bucks Cinderella, right? That's just like that's just utterly ridiculous. They were kind of Super Bowl or bust expectations with Brady this year. I think a team that can surprise people, at least for this round, is the Giants because what Dable's done. Now, they're obviously on the other end where you look at the talent and you go, how how is this even possible? But Dable's found a way. That coaching staff has found a way. Uh, to punch above their weight class the entire year. So, and, and they're playing the Vikings where it took, what, a 60-yard field goal at the end of the game the last time these teams met a mm-hmm. month ago. So I think that's the one where Cinderella run, right, where it's more than one win. I, I don't even know if I would go that far. But if you told me this New York Giants team was going to make it past the first round of the playoffs back in August, my jaw would have hit the floor. And now we sit here and they have a legitimate chance to do just that. I just the work Brian Dable has done there in, in just one year. I'm Bills fans, Connor. I don't know if you know Brian Dable and Bills fans had a very contentious relationship his entire oh, time. No, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just and, and to see him go right to New York, a, a, a Giants team that has been really one of the poster children of just poorly run organizations, and for him to I mean flip the script year one has just been so impressive. But the seven seeds. I, I know why the NFL did it. it. It's money, more games, I get it. But it does, I don't want to say it feels like it cheapens the playoffs, but I think even with Tua being in against Buffalo, I think it still would have been around a nine-point game for the Bills. It's now sitting around 13.5 with Skylar Thompson. It, has the seven seed really been much of a success for the NFL, or, or, or where, where's your head at with that? Here's what I think it is, Zach, and a lot of people and even the NFL don't want to admit this. I think this is kind of funny. I think it has nothing to do with this weekend and everything to do with the month of December, right? It's just, mm-hmm. Now that the team's got here, you look at it and you go, Ugh, all right, sure. But the month of December, think about all of the team fan bases you still had involved and hopeful for a playoff chance, filling out their stadiums because of that, rather than logging on and looking at tankathon.com every Monday morning. I mean, seriously, you had – think about down to the wire in the NFC, and I'm sure I'll miss a few. You had the Lions, Packers, Seahawks. On the AFC side, think about how long the Steelers, the Jets, um, the Raiders – I mean, they were terrible, and they were still in the playoff hunt when December started. You had all of these ridiculous – the Patriots. The Patriots were – miserable to watch this year, miserable. And they almost made the playoffs in the last week of the season. So I think, honestly, yes, you you definitely get this watered-down, kind of underwhelming opening round of the playoffs. But what it did for the final four weeks of the season for so many fan bases, whether it's false hope or mirage or whatever it is, I think that impact mattered more to the league. I oh I agree with that and like it also just like pained my heart when I'm like yeah I mean like the Patriots like they were awful but 
they were alive in week 18. It's just, you're right. It, I mean, it, it brings those fan base alive because I remember growing up and it's just, like, number one, you saw your team in the hunt and like you got goosebumps. You're like, oh, we, we might do it this year. But like normally for me, I became a draft junkie just because by December, my team was out of it. Like you just, you, let's, who who's going to be in this year's draft? We're now teams. I mean, it, unless you're in the top 10, you may have a shot. One team that I thought improved this year and had just an awful run, a team you know very well, the New York Jets. What the hell happened? I mean, it's, you can look at quarterback, right? And that's absolutely the story everyone's going to give you. They really had nothing at quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson's struggles are well-documented. Mike White's injury, uh, well-documented. And then, what it, you know, it's just that kind of funneled disaster after that, but... I still think it's deeper than that. This was a team that couldn't block the last six weeks. I mean, think about it like this, right? Look at how the Jets beat the Bills at MetLife. At the end of the game, they just ran north and south down the field with an offensive line that was executing, getting James Robinson and Michael Carter at the second level of the field. The second time they played the Bills, Mike White was getting slaughtered play after play. They really couldn't run the ball. Then they couldn't run the ball against the Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, teams that are so underwhelming compared to that Buffalo defense where you thought, oh, hey, it'll, it'll come back down you know, to the middle again because these teams are actually just really poor at stopping the run, and it didn't. So, yes, the quarterback play was really, really bad. It limited them. It ruined what was an impressive year from the defense in a, uh, a great start to the year in terms of the run game when ABT and Brees Hall were healthy. Losing them, they were irreplaceable. Uh, but the bottom line is they couldn't block them up front. They had a, they had a quarterback situation that couldn't bail them out in, in dire times, and it, it just completely spiraled out of control. Mixed with a couple different special teams mistakes mixed in, uh, they were a team that felt like they had a little bit of magic in the beginning and in the middle of the season, and then they just completely kind of collapsed down the stretch due to a wild mix of injury. Um, you can't you can't undersell the quarterback play enough. Mm-hmm. That's going to be their their mission this season, off season to solve. Well, speaking of the off season, we now know one of the veterans that's going to be maybe on the trade market, potentially getting cut. To me, it feels like I don't necessarily know if I would prefer this, but to me, it feels like Derek Carr and the New York Jets are an arranged marriage that they don't really know is happening yet. Are they going to be in on Carr, or is are, are they going to draft somebody? Like, what are the Jets in your mind? What do you think their plan is going to be to improve that quarterback position? Well, here's the tricky part, right? They don't have an offensive coordinator right now. They don't have an offensive line coach. They don't have that senior offensive assistant that they're going to go out and get this year. So, they need the ear of that staff before they can make plans to decide which quarterback they want to go get. And you're absolutely right. Carr is going to be on that list. He's a guy they're going to do their due diligence on. He's a guy that they're going to try to figure out what is the cost here, not just if you do have to trade for him, which isn't going to be significant, but the money you have to carry. Because the Jets are a team after some simple cuts, probably going to be going into the offseason with 30-plus million in cap space. But now you have to pay a quarterback, and that limits how you can improve the rest of this roster. And we know how important improving the offensive line is going to be once again as well. So Carr's in the mix on that. Jimmy G is in the mix on that, even after letting LaFleur go. And then you just wonder, what are the variables that you can't see right now that seem so far-fetched once upon a time? And maybe they move from 0% to a 5% chance. And that's the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. The, this is a, listen, desperate regimes 
do crazy things. And sometimes crazy things work. Sometimes they get you fired. But you'd rather go out swinging your sword than just going with the very, very low ceiling option that you know and getting fired that way. So I'd say Jimmy G, Derek Carr, those are the more likely options in the world with a tiny, tiny smidge of what if Lamar Jackson, what if Aaron Rodgers hit the trade block? How far are you willing to go to get that done? What did you make of the LaFleur firing slash mutual agreement to walk away? It was a very weird day that it, 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 I don't know, for it felt like six hours. It wasn't like totally confirmed, and then it was. What did you make of that? I, I didn't know if he was really the issue. I thought a lot of it came down to, like you said, blocking was terrible. Zach Wilson was maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL. Mike White, for all of the fun he can be, just not the guy. Where, where, where does that sit with you? My honest opinion is it felt like making a move to make a move. And I know a lot of Jets fans were low on the floor. And listen, I could tell you what his problems were. He couldn't write an opening game script. They didn't develop enough at the quarterback position and a, and a couple positions. But you could also argue we saw the best-case scenario for Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall as rookies until Brees got hurt. We saw ABT turn into a really, really good offensive lineman. So you can make some arguments that there was player development. And maybe Zach Wilson was the problem, which I think a lot of people would think he is. So uh, is this a move that I think Robert Sala would do on his own? Absolutely not. They could spin this however they want. I think this came over the top of Robert Sala. They tried to do this in a you know correct way from a PR standpoint to do right by LaFleur. And now my thing is, Zach, I look at it, I hear 800 different names connected to the Jets at OC. I don't know if there's one that's overly inspiring to me. And at the end of the day, when that's the case, did you just fire your play caller to start new to start new? Or did you fire your play caller because you think you can upgrade? That's what we have to wait and see with this Jets team. I, and I'll tell you this, I'd rather see them take a swing on a guy like Joe Brady from that Buffalo mm-hmm. staff than just run it back with a, or a guy like Bevel, who's been connected to them so often. So we're going to learn a lot about this Jets regime. And it's not going to be a job, in my opinion, that's overly desirable because you have – a, a coaching staff that's pretty much playoffs or fired. You have no answer at quarterback at the current moment. So there's a lot of risk to this job, and I'm curious to see where their hiring power is at. It's going to be interesting. It, it, it is a frustrating spot to be in a fan base when you look at the, the hirings, whether it be head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and just there's, there's zero inspiration there. But before I let you go, Connor, tonight's games, we got two of them. One I love, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on Seahawks 49ers and Chargers Jaguars. I think when I look at uh, the Seahawks game, number one, I, I don't know if you've seen what's going on out there with the weather right oh, now. Oh, I've got I the mean, pregame on. It is a monsoon. <laughs> it is a hilarious mess. I, I've been on Seahawks nine and a half, and I, I think the Niners win this game quite easily. I think they control this game, but I think it's a lot of points for, uh, number one, I like, I like the under in this game. I like the Seahawks getting the points. The Seahawks, to me, scream some kind of weird backdoor cover. But I think the Niners control this game on the ground. I think they'll be able to block up front. I think the Seahawks defense is in big, big trouble against the run. And they kind of use their passing attack as an extension of the run game, the Niners, where it's the short catch-and-run kind of throws in space. So I think the Niners absolutely take care of business with that one. But I just think it's a lot of points. And then when you look at the Chargers in Jacksonville, God, how bad does Brandon Staley look with this Mike Williams injury? What a mess that was oh. playing his starters. It's such a bad look. I still think the Chargers win. I like them more on the money line than the actual points, which is covering near a field goal. 
But I just think the Chargers are the better team than Jacksonville right now. And I think Justin Herbert is further along than Trevor Lawrence. I think Austin Eckler can get them by a team like the Jaguars. They're really going to need Mike Williams after this game if they can win this one. But I think they have enough to get by. On the Western Hotline, Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game on SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour with NBC Sports. Connor, before I let you go, what you got coming up, man? I mean, we're getting close to the draft season. We're in the NFL playoffs. What's going on? Where can people find you? Man, a lot of good stuff. I'm still on NBC, even though fantasy season's over. We still have the happy hour show going on a couple times a week, covering the playoffs, covering daily fantasy, gambling, everything like that. Um, and then the stock exchange pod for PFF, where we're already on the draft, man. I mean, three times a week, we're ready to roll. It seems like we've, we've noticed a lot of fan bases coming over and now consuming draft content, as you and I kind of laughed about. In December, everybody had hope. In January, it falls apart really quickly. So I'll be covering the draft all year round, leading up to the big event, as I always do. And uh, it's, it's my favorite time of the year. Maybe that's mm-hmm. because I grew up here in New York, and I'm used to worrying about the draft more than the regular season, but I still have a love for it. Oh, absolutely. We, we're both kindred spirits in that. That was our Super Bowl, yeah. was the draft in the top ten. Connor, man, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. And, man, thank you again for coming on. No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me, brother. Enjoy the games. Again, that was Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game on SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour with NBC Sports. And as you also heard, he is a contributor with Pro Football Focus. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.